Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. And just before we get on next to our next guest, let me ask you a question: Have you ever heard of Cutco knives? If you haven't, you're probably too young for this. But for those who know the OG sales executives, they know exactly what Cutco knives is. And a sales professional once said, "If you can sell a set of knives." You can sell anything, and let me go ahead and elaborate, guys. So, Cutco knives is pretty much uh, so. If you were to compare a knife, an ordinary steak knife, to a Cutco knife, um, Cutco is basically the McLaren of it, so to speak, right? And you know, your ordinary steak knife you can probably find for 10, 15 bucks somewhere at Target or Walmart. But when it comes to Cutco, Expect、uh, to be 300 or more, son. <laughs> But my next guest I have for you, this guy came straight off UC San Diego, and he started out by selling Cutco knives and the old school selling training way that he learned from all his mentors and everything on how to sell and the tactics and the techniques that he has made him truly successful. And he was so successful at selling Cutco, he was able to pay off his own tuition with it. Now that's something. If that ain't sales, I don't know what is. And then he started out over at Vector Marketing, where he was responsible for recruiting over 2,500 reps. He was responsible for racking in six million in sales within the territory. He grew、uh, the territory from 400 to six to eight nine 890k annually, which has put him at 123% growth. And move his way up into logistics. Start out at TNT, and now over at FedEx as a senior sales executive, racking in the whole Orange County area. And if you're in Orange County and you're listening to this, if you have a business and you're actually doing some, you need some type of logistic, you would probably already know him, or he probably paid a visit to you. <laughs> if not, give him a shout. So come and join me. How Arion Bordello, with 20 plus years of sales experience. Bringing the sales technique that he learned from back in the day that is still applicable today. Now, all of us in the sales in the modern world within the 21st century, we all know that what works today may not work tomorrow, and that is absolutely true. However, there are some things that never changes. And dive deep for the next episode to、uh, on the upcoming episode to go ahead and find out to see exactly what it is that he speaks about. And Ariane Bordello is actually a good family friend of mine. He dated my cousin for quite some time. They actually he actually proposed not too long ago. So Ariane Bordello now fishing in law. Congratulations, brother! Welcome to the family. Enjoy the episode, guys. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. And for today's guest, you guys, I have is a true. Different and special person that we're gonna have on a pod ever.、Uh, so sales development is typically geared towards breaking in with technology and SaaS and things like that. But this podcast is more than that. For the One Up Sales Development podcast, is also aimed geared towards sales, sales development, and of course sales strategy. So it doesn't always have to be in tech and SaaS. So the person I got you guys on here at the pod for today is very, very, very special to me. We connected quite for quite a few years back now.、Um, it's actually a close family and friend, and a little bit more than that. But this person is coming in through deep, talking about cutting throat when it comes down to sales. He has about over 20 years of sales experience. He started back down in, a, in Riverside as a Riverside District Manager over at Vector Marketing, where he was responsible for racking in over six millions in sales over a given territory. He's now moved his way up to diverse transportation. TNT. He's been in logistics, and you may even receive a package from him from a day or two, or not from a place that he works at. <laughs> so, you guys, please give me a warm welcome for FedEx sales executive Arian Bordalo. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on, Jackson, and、uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity to talk to your uh, your your, uh, your your group of sales development pros. Yeah, Aaron, thank you so much for hopping on the Sales Development Podcast. And you know, there's a lot of people who breaks in from tech and SaaS, and vice versa. And they're coming from all different type of sales of background. I even had people that contacted me asking me for help coming from logistics sites on your end. And then there's also some of the other people that I met with that was on the tech side that transferred out too as well. So. And I I know how that we've been connected for quite some time, and I just know that your sales 
expertise, your strategy, and your philosophy. Um, you just got to have to share because you have a lot to bring to the table. And we really thank you for being here. So, Aaron, and w- without further ado, why don't you go ahead and uh, just give us a quick brief introduction of you know who you are and how'd you get into sales? Well, first of all, I am a senior sales executive for market development at FedEx. And basically what that really entails is I manage uh, accounts throughout the Orange County uh, area and, um, and help develop the, uh, the, their logistics programs and sell them on FedEx programs to, you know, to help them grow their businesses. But the way that I really got into sales was, uh, was through Cutco Cutlery. I was a direct salesperson for them, and I paid my way through college at UC San Diego selling Cutco knives. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's how it all started for me. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that really got me into sales was really the rush of, uh, of closing the deal. You know, uh, and I know that the professionals that you usually talk to or have on your or listen to your podcast are, are are tech people selling tech items, but sales is sales, and it always starts with selling something. And you know, if if you could sell a knife, you could sell anything. <laughs> you know, that, that's my philosophy. You know, just like a dodgeball, right? If you could dodge, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Right, same thing in sales, man. If you if you could if you, if you could sell a product, you you know, no matter what you're selling, the same techniques or similar techniques, you know, come into play. So uh, you know, hopefully, some of the things and uh, some of the things that I I, uh, I I I talk about today, you know, can help your um, you know our fellow salespeople out there uh, to to put into practice and on their on their everyday uh, on on their everyday things that they do. So, uh, but yeah, man. In terms of in terms of getting into uh, sales, the rush that I got when uh, when I would get my customers to sign a check or put down their credit card number for a thousand dollars set of knives was just it, it became addicting to me, and it was just something that that, that I that, that I wanted to uh, to keep doing, and it, it was just it was just fun, you know. Um, the, the the thing that I the the thing that I uh, wanted to uh, to state was you know when when you were able when I was able to do that I just felt like your confidence level just inc- it just increases you know it just increases exponentially and you feel like you can do anything. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. That's 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 awesome you so you went to college and then you actually paid for your own college expenses tuition from through get uh, cutco itself right yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah, it was crazy yeah that's that's it was, it was crazy because you know like uh i mean I, I was good at school i had some scholarships and uh and some financial aid taking care of of, of school, but you know, my my mom was a single parent, um, and she was a she was a registered nurse, so she made pretty good money. But you know, she had three kids to feed, and um, and she was supporting me supporting me for the first couple of years of college. But at a certain point, you know, she uh, she you know she she came into some so some situation where she couldn't do that anymore. So it was up to me to really make things happen. And when I was put out there. Uh, and that the, the vehicle that I had was Cutco. I just relied on the programs that they had, and and uh, and I took faith and, and executed the programs that they told me, and and it and it worked, and it was awesome, man. And you know, it was it was awesome being a college student and making you know five to thousand to thousand dollars a week as a college student, you know, in the in the late nineties, you know. So it was it was, it was, it was a great experience. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Aaron, I just, I just want to say a couple few things on that, too, because so there's a few people that's are that's pretty uh, well known in the tech world industry that I'm pretty connected with, too. Um, first of all, that person would be uh, his name is Nate Branscombe. Uh, he's a strategic account executive for a software company called Chili Piper. And I actually had him on the pod a while back, too. And he actually started out in a very similar situation, too, as well, where he was going door to door for a restaurant, selling them like knives and things like that, too, for that. And uh, <laughs> there's another person that uh, I, 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 I know his name is Scott Barker. And um, he's really big with like sales hackers and things like that. I think he's a partnership with sales. But he started it doing what you did, too. I, I, I'm not sure it was Cutco or not. But I remember listening from a story on another sales podcast that um, he actually started out by selling forks and knives at a premium. 
and going door by door in businesses and just swiping their credit card and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but here's the thing. When, when I sold Cutco, the products are awesome. And when you have a good product to sell, if you have enough enthusiasm and you're an effective communicator uh, and showing value uh, of the product that you're selling, customers are going to buy. You know, because customers, when, 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 what it really boils out to, the reason why people buy is they see that the, uh, the value of your offering is worth more than the money that they're spending on it. And when you can effectively communicate that to a customer, that's when, that's when, they, that's when they open their wallets or, you know, bring, or when they whip out their credit card or whip out that pen to write a check. Well, I don't know. Nowadays, you know, most people don't even write checks, but you know what I mean. Yeah. the value you know they, they they don't care what the price is <laughs> yeah definitely i agree right value added every time value added every touch and that's what people pay for uh despite of the money the money is the money but it's really the value that add on <laughs> no doubt about that and right yeah. people don't write checks as much no more because it's just like venmo nowadays right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll 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 type in the amount that you ask them to once once they see the value. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, <laughs> hey, Arion. So just just before we start diving in deep, um, I was hoping you can go ahead and just share with the audience. Uh, so we noticed that you know you've been at Vector Marketing for like about almost eight years, and then you worked your way up to TNT, and you've been there for almost like you know eight years too as well. But how was your experience like moving from Vector to moving up and you know, how, how'd you gotten to FedEx uh, making that transition, so to speak? Yeah. So basically, you know, um, the way that, it, the way that it really went down for me was I was a sales rep at, at Cutco, right. For about, uh, for about two years. Then I got into the sales management because I did really well, uh, as, as a sales rep. Um, and as a sales manager, I mean, because of the experience that I had, um, in uh, in being successful in college, I shared the same enthusiasm for the for the programs to the the college students that that I was recruiting, and you know I, I helped hundreds and uh, hundreds of people to uh, to help pay their way through colleges, you know, and 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 I, and I, and I took pride in that, and that's why I stayed. Um, I, I was a district manager for for Vector Marketing for about eight years, but after a certain point, you know, I just, I wanted to try something new. And you know, so one of the one of the most successful people uh, that, that that's in my circle is uh, he owns his own logistics uh, brokerage company, and he's always been uh, a big influence. I mean, he's one of the you know one of my uh, I look to him as a mentor. And uh, his name's Robbie Thone. He he's one of the owners of Diversified Transportation. And one of the you know I had lunch with him one day, and he was telling me, man, RM, one of the things that uh, the economy will always need. Is transportation. No matter what it is that you, whatever business that you're doing, things need to be transported. And you know, and he he even make, made a mention about nice. you know the medical industry because you know me coming from a medical family, my mom's a nurse. She was saying, man, you always need to. Uh, why don't you become a nurse? Because if, if you're a, if, if if you're in the medical field, things are gonna um, you, you'll you'll always have a job. Um, but <laughs> it was it was more important than it was more important than that because. Um, you know, with logistics, even even medical products need to be moved. So you know, that, yeah. that always stuck with me. And um, so, in, in 2009, when I left Vector Marketing, I got into logistics, and I and I worked as a, one of one of one of the uh, third party uh, third party broker for Diversified Transportation, you know, selling left and truckload services. And you know, I, I learned a little bit about that. I learned a little bit about the industry. Uh, but, you know, it was a hard time in the economy, so it was hard to get accounts. Um, but because of the experience that I had with, uh, with, with, with vector marketing and the sales management experience that I had, I actually landed a job as a sales manager at Empire Today, the big flooring company. Oh, um, nice. And, uh, and, I, and I did some great things with I did some great things over there, but, um, you know, I just, the, 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 it, it wasn't a good fit. We'll, we'll just keep it at that. Okay, so yeah. I decided to move on there, and uh, this was around 2012 when uh, globalization was really taking uh, was really taking to effect. And um, and since I had some transportation background, there was an opening at TNT Express, which is an international logistics company. They were based out of uh, they were based out of uh, the Netherlands, and basically, uh, I. Uh, 
I, I landed a position as an inside sales rep with them, uh, you know, learning learning the ropes and in international uh, transportation. Um, nice. But I, I did my time. You know, I took a little bit of a pay cut to learn the industry, but I knew that in the international world, that that's where things were really headed. Um, you know, the things needed to be moved throughout the world, and uh, the w- the way that the economy was was moving too was that hey, it's going to be an international economy. I have an economics background from UC San Diego, so I I, I keep in touch with, uh, with with what's going on in the world in the world of economics, and you know that that's where I saw the trends uh, headed to was 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 through uh, international uh, international logistics and international sales. So. I thought, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really dive into this and, and really learn this business. And I moved up the ranks pretty quickly because, because of the experience that I had, and because of me being able to uh, be an effective communicator, I was able to, you know, become a, uh, become a territory sales manager. Where, you know, I do what I do now, basically for FedEx uh, at TNT, and I managed uh, a, a, a whole territory that that, that has about. You know, it was about a 50-mile radius, you know, because I covered accounts from downtown L.A. to Pomona all the way as far south as, uh, as Orange, uh, as North Orange County. And um, I, was, I was one of the top representatives in, uh, or one of the top sales, uh, sales territory managers uh, at TNT uh, during the time that they were still in business. What ended up happening was FedEx ended up acquiring TNT, and uh, through that uh, transition, I, I landed at FedEx. And uh, and I ended up uh, landing a, a position as a, as a as an account executive first at FedEx. And again, I applied what I've been doing from from the beginning in terms of you know being consistent and working with my customers the right way, building the relationships. And you know, I quickly moved up, and I, now I'm a senior sales executive uh, for FedEx. So that that's how that's how that all went down. <laughs> nice. Arion, man, that was good stuff. I thank you for sharing that. That that has a lot of gold right there. Like it wasn't always rainbow and unicorns, right? Like for everyone think, oh, if you're good here at sales, you just go and keep going at it, and then you, no matter what, you'll keep driving up. But it's not. It's not like that. Like there's a lot of people out there, and you mentioned, you know, you 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 went to a certain certain place, and it wasn't what you expected, and then you have to, uh, you know, sometimes you give it your all, you go all in, you do whatever it takes, and then you get kicked in the mouth, and where that's when you had to like, you know, take another step down and take a pay cut, like you said, but you believed in the process, you believe in the journey, and you kept going at it, and then uh, it just, you know works out and you know just play you're, you're, you're dealt this card and you know you look at it and say hey am i gonna fold this am i gonna play it am i gonna go all in what i'm gonna do and it seems to me like you went all in for all the marbles and uh it, it paid out accordingly yeah i mean here's the thing if, if you truly believe in what you're doing and you're willing to uh you're willing to put in the work I know it sounds it's it's old it sounds old school and kind of cliche, but <laughs> it, it just, you just got to it, it ends up working out, you know. But you got to be consistent <laughs> with it, and you just can't be you can't just expect things to be you can't expect things to be handed to you. You, you got to work at it on a on a daily basis. It's a grind. Yeah, no doubt about that too. And you know, for those who's there's been a lot of people who's like following my journey too. And um, you know, it happens to a lot of people, and it happened to me too, unfortunately, recently. But uh, I did what you did exactly. I believe in it. I believe in the process and the journey, and then waited out till the time's right. And I, you know, was able to bounce back on a uh, very nice new role over with David Delaney at Ten Bound, which really happy about that. But yeah, it's just uh, just gotta keep going at it. And it's what you believe, man. So a- Arion, um. Arion, sorry about that. What 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 really what I want to do next is uh go ahead and just you know, at, to dive in a little bit deeper, right? You have about twenty years of sales experience, and that is a heck of years of experience. Um, like, what what are a few challenges that you face early on, and how would you co- overcome it? You know what? It's for me in the beginning with selling Cutco. It was really overcoming the, the fear of rejection, you know, and uh, and part of part of the job of being a sales rep in the beginning was was making almost like cold calls because here's the thing I worked off referrals the way the the way Cutco programs work was that you know you first sell to your friends and family 
and then and the hope is that you get referrals from your friends and family and it kind of it kind of uh fans out it's almost you know some people even look at it as a pyramid scheme in a sense right <laughs> but the, 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 the thing is is that um I, so i worked off referrals and one of the things that uh one of the things that i just learned early on was learning how to ask for the for, uh, learning to ask the right way you know, uh, one nice. of my major philosophies is if you ask the right question, you'll you'll get the right answers, right? Nice. So uh, being 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 effective in asking um, and being specific about of what you're asking for is what's going to give you your results. So you know, but the the thing that most people have is they're they're afraid to they're afraid to ask. So uh, and, and me just overcoming that fear of asking is is what um, is what. Uh, what, what I, I think was my was my breakthrough, um, because you know the, the way that I, I I was able to sell uh, I personally sold over two hundred thousand dollars worth of Cutco during my college years during the three years that I sold and um, and I worked it straight it all started from my family and friends in Valencia California and then uh, I, I remember I had maybe like sixteen referrals down in San Diego when I moved down there wow and from from the from those sixteen referrals that I had in San Diego I just I just I, I I called on him and and I made uh, and I asked for referrals and that 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 led me to a road where by the time I was said and done I had over four thousand customers <laughs> in San Diego. God you know? damn! Just just, just 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 for asking for just from asking for referrals, but yeah, I had to call onto those customers and that that was a pain in the ass trying to get on the phone at night, you know, because you would you would second guess yourself and you know you would call people. Uh, but I had a I had a phone approach that that, uh, that that was given to me that I followed, and uh, and for the most part I just used it. And you know I had about if I got a if I got a hold of the person that I was supposed to talk to, I had about an eighty percent chance of scheduling an appointment. And uh, nice. what ended up happening was you know I would I would look I, I qualified my referrals fairly well, so I would just focus on you know the the highest quality referrals because I didn't really have too much time. But, you know, in college, I would literally put maybe like 10, 15 hours worth of work a week. And because of the commission structure that they had at Cutco, man, it was awesome. I was making, like I said, anywhere between 500 to to $1,000 a week consistently. So, wow. uh, but yeah, it was really overcoming that, that the fear of the phones <laughs> and fear. And, the, and, uh, and once, once, I, once I figured out like, hey, you know what, uh, that making phone calls equals money. Uh, that that's, that that was a means to an end, but yeah, it was really just overcoming. I, I think when when you say some of the hard things early on in, in in my sales career, it was really just overcoming myself and overcoming what other people would think of me if I was doing or saying things the way that I was saying it. Yeah, absolutely. I I highly agree with you on that, Ariane, and you spit a lot of really good gold truth right there, especially. For the young sales professionals nowadays, and like you mentioned, they they really gotta get cracked. And on top of that, they gotta know when to ask for the sell, right? Because I see a lot of young sales professionals nowadays too, where they come out of college, they don't have any sales experience, or even if it's like your retail sales um, experience, where it's a new rep that's just on board, they they really don't know how to ask for the sell. And mean just asking for it, like whether it's uh, if it's you know the the hey how does that sound how does that look great let's get you started would that be cash your card and they really have trouble asking where it just sits there and linger and um it's funny because when you brought that up it really just gave me a flashback right now from my adp um experience that i had one time with a new ae that was fresh out of college and he was i was driving i was i was on a road with him and um we did a, a ride along and uh we met up with a small business owner, right? And this guy had a competitor payroll thing, and he goes, "Okay, I can get you for uh, you know for you to pay about you know this much amount cheaper per week when you run the payroll." And that was it. He just literally sat there and they just stared at each other. And I was like, "Dude, what's this guy doing? You know?" And this guy's got to do something. So, <laughs> so he. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. I, 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 yeah. I actually came in and I, uh, I asked him about that. I came in and asked for him. I go, hey, my friend here said to do a quick recap. This is what you have. This is what he can bring on the table. This is the the savings you have. How does that look? And uh, let's get you started. And then the guy just looked at me like, what the hell? This is my cell and things like that. But 
I know exactly where you're coming from. You got, you got to know how to ask, man. And if you ain't going to ask, it's just going to sit there and you're going to leave money on the table. <laughs> right. Now, it's, it's all about, it's all about, um, well, it's the, the art of selling is, you know, first of all, you know, you, you got to build that rapport, right? And then once you have that rapport, you know, you kind of, uh, you have to build out, you have to first, you know, find out what their, what their objections are and, and find out some of the pain points that they have. And then, you know, based on what you're offering them, how those pain points are going to be believed. And, you know, while you're doing that, you have to look for the buying signals, right? On how, how they're responding to you and how their body language is. And once you, once you can get a full assessment of that, then, you know, asking for the order is pretty easy, uh, but you got to yeah. put yourself in those situations, you know? Yeah. If, if you're not if you're not <laughs> out there uh, and, and, and putting yourself out there and, and talking to people uh, or trying to sell your product, you're never going to have that. Uh, you're never you're not going to have that game time experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. All right. So, uh, Arion, you know, just taking this to the next level, um, given your years of sales and sales expertise, like, what what are a few success sales stories and big accomplishments that you can share with us here today at the One Up Sales Development Podcast? Um, yeah, one of the things uh, again, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, to what we've been talking about in terms of just asking, right? Because the, I think one of the one of my breakthrough moments in in, uh, in, in my sales career was really early on. Um, you know, when, when I, when it was really left to me to, um, to, to pay my way through school and, and to survive, you know, uh, nice. that week I was just, I, the, the week when I discovered that, you know, and the, the vehicle that I, that I had was, was Vector Marketing and Cutco, you know, I, I just said, man, I'm just going to do this to the best that I can, wherever the cards fall, they're going to fall. Right. But we were, it was during a, during a, uh, during a sales competition week, they called it push periods back in the day. And it was a division sales competition. And, you know, I started gaining some momentum. I started closing some sales early on. Uh, but then, uh, I remember this mon- Monday vividly cause it was, uh, it was a uh, Memorial day weekend and that we were off that Monday and, um, and I, I did the sales call, and the, the lady that, that I, I did the, the sales call for, she stops me at the door, and she goes, you know what? I know you set up an appointment with me, but I don't have time to do this right now, right? Gosh, and man. I'm like, and, I, and, and here's the thing, man. I, I, had, I, had my old, uh, I had my old gas guzzler car, right? And I drove, uh, I drove 30 miles to get to this place. Damn. And I was like, Man, I, I, I drove all the way out here. I want. I want to try to get this done, right? Yeah. So you know, one thing that I told her was, I was like, "Hey, look, give me 15 minutes, okay? I, I, I give you my 15 minute guarantee. If you don't like what I'm saying in 15 minutes, you can kick me right out, okay?" <laughs> and, then, and then she goes, "She goes, all right, fine." Because yeah, I told her, I was like, "Look, I drove all the way from UCSD down here, and you know, I, just at least give me a chance." Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. what ended up happening was, uh, you know, I walked in. She goes, "Okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll give you, uh, we'll give you 15 minutes." So here's the thing: I, I'm Filipino, and, uh, and what ended up happening because of this, <laughs> you know, and she was a Filipino lady too, right? Oh, okay. So, you know, in the Filipino culture, I know it's similar to Vietnamese culture too. We call them auntie, right? Like, like the the, the ladies, uh, the older ladies. Yeah. So yeah. Look, I was like, look, okay. give me the 15 minute guarantee. I'll give you my 15 minute guarantee. If you don't like what I'm saying, 15 minutes, you can kick me out. <laughs> so, I, so I get into the house, right? Yeah. And I go, wow. I, I go, I go. Well, why are you so busy? What's going? Because oh, I'm cleaning my house. And I was, and she was like, <laughs> uh, she, she, she was like, oh, I'm cleaning my house. I'm like, oh, why? Your house is so nice, right? Now, you know, I just, uh, but it was, it was really nice. Like, she kept everything clean and everything. And uh, so I was like, wow, they, why? Your house is so nice. And she goes, oh, thank you. You know, and, and uh, so we sat, we sit down and I started going through my presentation. And, um, and as soon as I, as soon as I started, you know, doing my, doing, doing my presentation, you know, uh, we, we started talking about, you know, the disadvantages of, of the common knives out there. Right. And she, you know, and I, I really made a good case for, you know, why, knives or the knives that people typically have are not good and come to find out you know she really she puts she she, she's like an entertainment 
person. Like she likes to entertain people. And when she discovered that, oh man, I cook a lot and I did this, and you know, I've been using this this crappy stuff, you know, I really got her attention. So, and 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 I I could tell that she really was was getting into my presentation, and it, and I was hitting my 15 minute mark. So I, I was I acted kind of sarcastically, and I was like, hey, look, my 15 minutes is up. Do you want me to go? She was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I was like. Okay, so then I do my whole pres, and then I finish my presentation. And it came to ask for the order, and you know we always we always start with the most expensive thing. Yeah, I go. Uh, so uh, you know, this, if you go ahead and get this, you know, I, I could, um, you know, I, I can throw in maybe one of these things for free. And she goes, really? Okay, fine, I'll take it. Nice. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like. Wow! Uh, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, this lady was ready to not even see me, and uh, and you know, at the end of the day, at the, at the end of this, you know, I'm walking out with almost a thousand dollars, you know, a thousand dollar check from this lady for a set of knives, you know, and yeah. when when that <laughs> that was really my breakthrough moment right there because I just I just. I I think my my balls drop basically <laughs> at that point where you know if you if you, like I said if you ask and you just you you make a good case for what you're doing you're gonna make some good things happen man and yeah that that that, 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 that push competition I ended up becoming number one in my division uh, that, that, that for that push competition and that 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 led me on to uh to a successful career at, at Cutco and you know like I said uh, I was responsible to offer uh, I was responsible for uh, over six million dollars in sales which includes my own personal sales as well and you know but from that moment that, that that's what opened up the door of success for me uh, in, in that industry and you know the, with that same philosophy and when I when I see my customers and when I see those buying signals you know you just gotta ask and that's that, that that's I think that's one of the key successes that, that led me to all the successes that I've had in my sales career. Wow, nice. Arion, that was amazing, man. I just want to elaborate on that. So you really know you're a true sales professional if someone says no and you're able to go ahead and get them to turn around and go ahead and just be like, okay, you know what? Okay, yeah, I'm going to take it. Wow. So you basically, you went down there, you drove 30 miles down and, you know, she opened the door. She's like, hey, sorry, I, I can't do this today. And you're like... You're not going. You're, you're, that, that's the first objection she threw at you, and your mindset straight is like, you know what? I'm not gonna sit there and eat this. I'm gonna, hey, you know what? Just give me a shot. At least give me 15 minutes. If not, if you don't like what I'm saying, then I'll be out here and there's no charge. Fair enough. And she opened the doors and said, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do it. I just got 30 miles. Why not? And then at the same time, you started being strategic about it and. <laughs> You know, I'm 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 Vietnamese, Asian American, born here, and you're you're Filipino, and she was Filipino, so you guys clicked up, found common ground right away, and you started going that personalization that uh, let her know that you're not you're not a salesperson, that you're you're also a human, and you did that by saying, hey, auntie, just call her auntie, and she's like, oh shit, this guy, that's this is what my niece and nephew calls me, you know, like okay, okay, <laughs> and then you're. Disarming her slowly, like, hey, so what? What was it that got you back? That's been holding you back so long. It's like, oh, I was cleaning my house. You're like, oh, complimenting her, and and once you give the presentation, you started probing her, probing her, and we kept on probing her. Right? What do you like? What do you do? Oh, you like to entertain people. You like to cook a lot. Great. Let me show you what you can do to up your up level on your entertaining game. Like, how? What? What? What more can you do when you cook so well? And when you feed your gas, you give them premium knives and quality to go with it, right? Everything just start to look then you start to get that smile and then you start looking for that bite signals, laughing a little bit here and there, and then um and you and, and in addition, you as a sales professional didn't just stop there and side shot her, you actually asked her for permission. And the way you did that was, Hey, hey uh, auntie, my fifteen minutes up, you, you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, no, stay and right there. And then you knew she was gonna buy it. And then regardless, uh, that hat that had to close, and you, you did it, man. And uh, you, she, she bought from you. And then um, you're throwing a few things at, but it's, it's the behavior of what you're able to look for, and adapt and adjust accordingly. And being able to pivot is what makes yourself a true sales professional. In addition to 
asking for that sale, great. Let me get you set up. This is what we have. How does that look? Bam, here's a check. Great referral. Bam. Wow, that's that was that was awesome, Ariane. That's a great story, man. Yep. Love that, man. <laughs> that's why you do it like it is, man. And that's again, that's that's the reason why I have the confidence that I have today. I mean, you, you have to put your. I think you have to put yourself through situations that you feel uncomfortable in, and you just gotta do it. Yeah. And once you do it, and you and you you find. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? She says no, right? But you know, but because you ask. Things happen because he asked, you know, most half of the time they'll say yes. So, you know, you might as well look into the positives of when people say yes to you. Yeah, it's not always going to be the right, it's not, you're not always going to get the answer that you want, but if you're persistent and you just you do the right things on a daily basis, you know, things, 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 will, things, will, uh, things will land the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to piggyback on that a little bit too. And that's, that's what a lot of, SDRs have trouble nowadays when um, when they're calling the prospect or uh, the, the decision maker and that person happened to pick up and then they're like, oh shit, that, that, that person actually picked up and that person will always say, oh, you know what, can you just send me an email? I'm, just, I'm walking to a meeting right now or can you just call me later? I'm really busy right now. And that's the first objection. Uh, new common SDRs would just be like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll chat with you later. And you know something that they can pick up is like, keep going at it and uh, go down swinging, you know, keep, keep asking. And uh, who, who never knows, uh, you know, kept talking, the more questions you ask, it may even just linger on to that conversation they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and the way that I, I mean, I, I, I face the same challenges myself. I mean, there's certain customers that, uh, that, that won't listen to me because, you know, they're busy with their, with their day-to-day, with, with their day-to-day work. But, you know, the more that, uh, the more that they see some sort of contact with me, whether it's through an email or whether it's through a drop by or just a phone call, you know, those are the things that I have in my arsenal to, you know, to keep in contact with my, to my, to, to keep in contact with my customers. But just having the repetition and the frequency uh, of that, you know, there, there, there's things, things change in the business world all the time. So what ends up happening is there's a new business need that they might have, and uh, because I've been in their ear, they, they've seen me, they, they reach out to me, and uh, you know, things happen. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Just having in your arsenal, I love that. Yeah, but but the, but the main thing is being being consistent in your approach with uh, with your with with the way that you're prospecting with your customers, or uh, or just just being and constantly being in front of them, but being strategic about it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be you don't want to do it every day, but uh, there has to be some sort of consistency, <laughs> and it just depends on the industry that you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I love that, and um, you're definitely right. This goal, broad, this is uh, broad across the horizon for sales, and even in sales development tech too, because there's a lot of talk about there too. That you, you, like you said, you gotta be, you know, consistent and persistent, right? You gotta keep being out there. And when you said to be strategic about it, it's also being mindful. And it's not like reaching out to you every time, like, hey, Arian, hey, Arian, hey, Arian, hey, Arian. It's like. Hey, Aaron, when's the next time we should chat? Would it be three months? Would it be six months? And just being strategic about it and um, keeping uh, being in front of their ear from ear to ear and just like when the time comes and they're like, okay, you know what, Arian, I'm ready to buy. Um, and then right. when it comes out, I'm like, okay, who, who is that guy again? Oh, yeah, Arian. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, and you know what, too, just just to, just to kind of uh, you know elaborate on what you're talking about, you, you want to do it to different levels in the organization as well, because uh, you know, in my line of work, uh, you know, I run into the receptionist, or I'll run into somebody who's uh, maybe just uh, might be like uh, a tech person there, or or what have you, or just one of their salespeople. But the way you interact with everybody can can uh, can save volumes. And if you're if you're if you're just you're you're happy, you're confident, and you know you're positive when you're talking to these people, that makes an impression. And what ends up happening is, you know, when a new business need comes up, and you know multiple people in the organization saw you, uh, sometimes business needs for 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 their departments change as well. So you know if they have a new logistics need or they might have a new problem where your software, uh, the software or products or services that you're offering can can solve it. You know, again, you have more exposure and uh, to within that company that can that, that can help you find a way into that business. Yeah, 
no doubt about that. And just trying out uh, different other levels too. I like that. It's good stuff. So, hey, Ariane, so let's say there's someone else that's, you know, a, a young sales professional that's in logistics, um, whether they're, if they're at UPS or World Route Express, or maybe even, you know, from working at FedEx right now as a, you know, uh, entry-level sales per- professional, like, and they want to become an AE like yourself or a sales executive now that you are. What, what would you say are the top few traits needed to be a successful account executive over at FedEx? Sure. And I, and I actually have, a, I have three here that I want to elaborate on. Uh, the first is being a knowledgeable consultant. Okay? And by being a knowledgeable consultant, uh, what I mean is you have to be knowledgeable about your products and solutions. Okay, and um, and by being knowledgeable and solution, uh, being knowledgeable about your products and solutions uh, will allow you to uh, to match your goods and services to your customer needs. So uh, part of that, part of being a, a knowledgeable consultant is also being a good listener, because if you're a good listener when you're talking to your customers, you can assess what their what their needs are, and once you what, once you can mesh both, what once you know their needs, and you're knowledgeable about your goods and services then you can match those so you can be effective in communicating what those goods and services are uh, so that it can solve their problems. Okay, so that, that's the first thing is being a knowledgeable consultant. The second thing is being hungry for new business. you got to have a hunter mentality. You know, the, the, main, the main thing is that uh, you, you, you got to always have fresh business coming into your pipeline. And, uh, and when, you, uh, when you have that, you can consistently be able to, uh, you know, present your products and uh, and your solutions to, to people because you have t- customers you're talking to who have new needs, and the better, the more knowledgeable you are about the products and services that you're offering to your customers, you know, the more business you're going to win. And then the third thing is being being focused on your controllables. As a, as a, as a person in my role, we get pulled into you know ten. 15 different directions every single day. But the main thing that you have to focus on are the things that you can control. And, um, you know, what I, what I focus on every day is, you know, what activities am I doing today that's going to, uh, that's going to bring dollars into, you know, my, my, my they're going to, they're going to give me the revenue that I need to hit my goal. So um, I, I, I make my to-do list every day and I focus on just getting those, top priority items done and it feels great when you when you get those 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 activities done because you know you feel like when you can when you can knock those out in an hour or two and you still have the rest of the day to you know uh do uh do other things man it's great but i i believe it's those three things you have to be a knowledgeable consultant you have to be hungry for new business and you have to keep focus on your controllables and being disciplined in, in in executing those uh those uh, uh those activities that that's gonna help you um, get the hit you hit your goal. Nice, 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 and there you have it for those who are listening. Those are the top traits from Ariane to be a successful AE, and I I gotta agree with you with that Ariane. You know, you really gotta be a uh, professional and um, a knowledge expert of what you do and offer it right. So when it comes down to the point where you can. Uh, control and con- compare and contrast you'd actually nail it all the way down I love that and you also got to be really hungry and uh, filling the pipe where you know you don't you know if you may have a sister or not from uh, appointment setters but you always got to keep going at it and, and uh, just keep filling the pipe and I love how you mentioned uh, you know focus on your controllables too like you know they're, they're like you mentioned each and every day you wake up and you get pulled when you get into the office. You get pulled left, right, up, down, north, left, east, whatever. And I know exactly what you mean. And uh, it's funny. I actually had an episode recently too about this type of things. And it's just um, it's also part of meditation, but it's also like writing down your goals. And when when you're talking about you wrote down your goals and then you actually just make it happen where you you finish it. Like, do do you write down your goal specific and then you just cross it as you go, Ariane? Yeah, I, I'm I'm dictated by my to do list every day. <laughs> so you know, I I I know what uh, I write down the, the most important things that I have to do, or or I don't or I don't end my day until it's done. You know what I mean? But I I I, I, I stick to uh, I stick to making sure that I get the the top priority, uh, highest uh, 
things that I can do for that day so that, you know, I, I keep inching forward. Because, like, in my, in my role, I, I have to manage accounts that uh, even my top accounts, and they have issues. And I have to, you know, part of the sales process is keeping them happy and, and, and supporting them when they have those when they have those issues. Because if, and, and our business is so, in uh, our business, it's, it's super competitive. You know, one wrong mistake, they, they're gonna go somewhere else. And, you know, the better that I help my customers, um, the, the, uh, the, the more that they're gonna they're, they're gonna stick with us so the key thing here is is managing that and balancing that versus you know m- making sure that you stay out there and 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 looking for new business you know that, that's that's my constant uh that's my constant uh thing that i struggle with uh, on, on a daily basis but you know like i said if you focus on the most uh the most important things that it's gonna that that's the highest producing activities of the day you know you can feel like you accomplished something Nice. Yeah, I love that. So I, you know, I'm really happy to hear you say that because I am too a really big practitioner when it comes to writing down everyday goals. And I actually do that too. Actually, I have one right here. And uh, the podcast episode is actually one of the that we're doing right now. <laughs> so going to cross that out for some dopamine after that, right? But yeah, Ariana, you also mentioned about you know being a true listener where you can actually look and look for signs and just for a problem solving for the customer. And I really love that too because. That's that's one of the biggest problem that SDRs nowadays in the tech world too have trouble on is because they have the trouble of active listening. Like they would ask you a question, right? And then you would answer Ariane and they wouldn't really listen and truly understand what is it that you just said and more more importantly they're just thinking about what to ask next. You know, like for instance you just uh mentioned that your three things that you uh believe that be <coughs> uh traits needed to be successful, you know. Uh as an, uh, as, an, as an AE over there, and it's just to be, you know, really, you gotta be hungry, and you gotta be uh, professional, you gotta know yourself, and you gotta hold yourself accountable, and just uh, filling your pipe, and just control, focusing on what you can control on, you know, so, yeah, that's, that's right. really good stuff. Um, hey, Ariane, so I, I, I just wanted to uh, c- confirm over there, too, so I, uh, do, do you guys, like, you guys have SDRs, too, like, booking appointments for you guys at FedEx, or... No, that's not really how that works. Um, you know, our uh, we, we set up our own appointments based on the accounts that we manage. Um, but I can't really go into the details on how you know the account breakdowns happen within our company. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, without, that's without, fine. without exposing that, we do have inside. We do have uh, we do have inside salespeople, but there's a lot of collaboration and teamwork that happens with certain accounts. Um, so that we can win and save those accounts. So yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely uh, an inside sales component within our company as well, just like you know a lot of companies out there. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. That sounds good. That sounds good. So uh, mo- moving forward to you know the next step. So Ariane, you know, like if if there's someone that's new to sales or you know want to break into sales they're about to finish school or they're very interested in logistics and logistics sales because i know there's a lot of logistics SaaS companies out there building too you know for to help out people deliver like uh, they track their logistics from like people moving and delivering things like that um and i know you guys are logistic not not like delivering like the cars how they deliver those cargoes but it's logistics too as well you know, like um, what if 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 there's if there's a young sales professional that, let's just say if there's a young sales professional that just entered the logistic area, and they want to get to where where mm-hmm. you at today, you know what what would you challenge them to one up their game? Um, you mean in terms of being able to get into FedEx, or in terms of being a successful logistics salesperson? Successful logistics salesperson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my my biggest tip is you gotta have a win-win mentality in sales transactions. You know, uh, and the reason why I say that is because um, it, it's it's in this line of work, it's not uh, it's not like you're just selling them a a cell phone or you're selling them you know a knife and then after that that's it. Right, and, and, and this in this business, it's all about building a relationship. And you know, for my years of being uh, being in consultative sales, that relationship was really built based on you know main, 
by continually showing growth to the customer's bottom line. You know, the products and services that we're offering them needs to needs to uh, reflect some growth in their in their business. And um, so it's 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 all about having that win-win mentality, and it's it's a constant negotiation because yeah, they, some customers always want better pricing, but you know to, you you can't just give up the farm either. So it's it's it's, it's always a consistent um, you know a give and take type situation. And in order to be a successful negotiator, you got to have that win-win mentality where they benefit and you benefit as well. So uh, if, if somebody wants to get into logistics, whether it's FedEx, whether it's UPS, whether it's uh, a third-party logistics company, it's all about having a win-win situation. You know, the best salespeople that I've seen are the ones that um, uh, the ones that really help their customers build their businesses, and the value is built. Um, the value is built uh, because you help that customer build up their business. And you can only do that by having a win-win mentality um, when, you, when you're dealing with your customers. Nice, nice. I love that. Yeah, you know, this is exactly where sales get a bad rap when people hear about sales. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm in sales. And they think like you're just like that nasty uh, guy in the parking lot selling a car with yeah, slick car back hair <laughs> because right. that like back in the days when they would do those kind of uh, shit sales you know rip people off and shit like that and get away um there's no win-win mentality there it's just it's all me 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 you know and um <laughs> but it stops today so i love that that win-win mentality man yeah <laughs> yeah and, and i and i don't mean to sound like Pollyanna or, or kind of weak when I say that, but in, in all reality, when you're dealing with accounts that that do over two hundred thousand dollars a year or uh, or you know over a million a year, the, the the key thing is is you you have to make sure that the, your business the business their their business is going because of the products and services you're offering them, and you know it, it's hard for them to say no to you when you really bring true value to their business. And that's part of being a, uh, uh, a, being a knowledgeable consultant because if you know your goods and services, that that's gonna totally help them. And you know, whether they have a new project or you know, whether they're, they're, they're bleeding somewhere, um, and if you have a solution for them, you, know, you build value not only within your company but for yourself. And you know, they wanna stick with you because of that. Yeah, no doubt about that value added every time i love that so arian it seems to me like we're about to be running up the hour here but just before we wrap this up is, is there anything else that you'd like to share or you have in mind that we didn't talk about um you know the, the main thing that uh that, that i really want to say when it comes to, to sales is that it, 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 it's all about having fun in what you do um, you know, I, I think I could have been, <laughs> yes. you know, based, based on the influences that I've had in my life, you know, a lot of people thought I was going to be a doctor or engineer and, or, or some financial guru, but the reality <laughs> of it is I, I, I love the, I love the thrill of the, uh, of the clothes. Um, you know, and, but every, every, but the main thing is you have to be selective in the, the products that you're selling to because the products that you're selling need to be, uh, something that, uh, that 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 really does help people you know and and I laugh at movies like the Wolf of Wall Street you know because I, I, I laugh at the sales techniques because it's funny and you know and have I pulled some of those tricks back in the days hell yeah because you know you, you, you grow as an, you grow as an individual too uh, and the, you know I'm also money driven so yeah you, you got you got to take care of yourself one of the main things that, 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 that I uh, one of the lessons that I learned, a long time ago is in order for you to be able to take care of other people, you have to take care of yourself first. So yeah, you, you, you have to make money in what you're doing. Uh, and you know, as, as, as salespeople, we need to be, uh, we need to be money driven as well. But the products that we're selling to our customers really need to be something that's helping them out. Um, and if, uh, if, if you, when you, because when you truly believe in the product and services that you're giving to your customers, you can sell it with enthusiasm, you can be authentic, and uh, and your cuts and that enthusiasm is contagious, and it, it's hard for them to say no. So um, yeah, I mean, if there's something that I just want to add, it's it's all about being authentic when you're doing with just being real 
when you're when you're when you're, <laughs> yeah. when, you're when you're selling because if if your your customers can see if you're trying to rip them off or not. And you know me being in sales and I, and I see somebody trying to sell me and I know that it's just really all about them. They're just trying to close the deal. Then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not buying from you. And I'll do my research, and if it's if it's uh, if it's something that I really do want to get, you know, I don't care who I buy it from because it's gonna, it's going to help me. But if you're just trying to sell it to me because it's going to help you, then you know, that's not the way it goes. Yeah. Wow. That that was straight gold right there, Ariane. Thank you for sharing that. Just being real and being authentic, and really, if it provides value and if it re- really helps your client or not you know and it's funny that you just brought that up too because this morning um i had this hispanic guy rang the doorbell and i came outside and you know how we had our front remodeled not too long ago like about a year year and a half ago yeah. and this guy came out just started like speeding talking hey hey how's it going man hey man hey man i know that you did a front yard and all that man but how about your roof are you can do your roof you're doing your roof in time and i was like whoa i try to read him and see how it is and then found out he's just <laughs> all for himself you know because yeah, yeah, I was asking him a question and just watching the way he acts and the things he said. It's all about just him. It's like, oh, don't worry about that. You know, I'll take care of you. Good price and everything like that. I'll take care of you. I'll, don't worry. I'm a private contractor. I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, get out of here, man. Get Ricard. I looked him up. He's actually legit. But um, other than that, it was uh, that, w- that was really relevant. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, the, the thing is, remember, remember, we're all people. And the number one rule in sales is people buy from people that they like. Yeah. Right? And yeah. if you if you could be authentic and you know that what you're, you're, what you're serving your customers is going to help them, then, like I said, they're going to like you by default. And, you know, they're going to like the product because it's something that's going to truly help them. Wow. Ariane, no doubt. This is no doubt that you have 20 plus years of sales experience on your belt. And I'll tell you why. Because what you just said right there, people buy from people they like. And it's funny because um, when I first got promoted as an account executive over at Burke Street Systems, my mentor was a gentleman named Tony Ross who has like 20, 25 years plus of experience too. And I asked him, hey, what, what are some tips and advice you can give me? And that's exactly what he said. He said... Jackson, this is not rocket science. People buy from people they like. And when you just said that right there, <laughs> I just rang a bell, man. You guys just all connect. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. No, like I said, man, like, all, all the things that are in sales, it's, 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 an, it's an art form, right? You can apply it to whatever whatever you're selling, you know? Um, so I, I know some of the things that I said, you know, especially if you read a lot of sales books and some of the old school sales books, um, you know, they, they a lot of the stuff I got from that. You know, I, I yeah. got it from reading Anthony Robbins. I've re- I've read um, man, what, what's Anthony? Who's the guy that that, that uh, John? You mentioned his name a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago. Um, Rome, Jim Rome, Jim Rome. Oh, Jim yeah. Rome. Yeah, yeah, Jim Rome. Jim Rome actually was the one who mentored Anthony Robbins. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I listened to all that stuff early on in my 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 sales career. A lot of the things that they say, um, you know, it's still true. To, is, is true, is, stays true today. And you know, I know that the, the world is becoming more digitized, and you know, we're, we're all about social media. Uh, and sometimes that that true connection between people is lost. But um, you know, the, 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 like I said, you know, you got to make that personal connection with people, right? And if you, uh, you know, first of all, you, you do have to be personable. But again, if your product and service is really going to help them, then you up your game a little bit more too, because you know you, you're already if you're already a likable person and what you're offering them is something that's going to help them. Again, that's a win-win situation, and, and as you can tell, you know there's a lot of consistent themes that I that I talk about, but that, that's what I strive for on a daily basis is, is making sure that you know everybody wins. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that, and yeah, Jim Rohn, man, that's. That's my guy, man. I love him. He's the all, all brought from the horizon philosopher, the true business philosopher. You know, don't don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Um, right. Ar- Ariad. So just to uh, wrap everything up here. So if there's someone on the pod listening to right now, if they want to reach out to you, say hi, thank you, or just ask ask you for advice. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Best way to do it is through LinkedIn. Um, it's Ariane Bordala, and I'll spell it out. It's A R Y A N 
And my last name is Bordalo, B as in boy, O-R-D-A-L-L-O. Look me up on LinkedIn, connect with me, and uh, you know, I'll reach back out. Awesome. All right, you guys. And Ariane, thanks again for hopping on the pod. And that will wrap up for this episode for the 1UP Sales Development Podcast. And until next time, everybody.